This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Here we go. It's hour number four of the GBAG Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, coming up at 520, I have some Dion audio, I believe, uh, that uh, the boss man, Gavin Spittle, cut up for us uh, sent it over in the email if Dion coaching in the NFL would he ever do it this Cowboys loss and on Jerry Jones that's primetime audio coming up in 20 here's chief with the football's finest yes sir plenty to get to here we'll hear from Adam Schefter in regards to Bill Belichick and uh, the front runners as well as uh, Kyle Shanahan he's taking some shots you think you hate the 49ers now Wait till you hear 20 seconds of Shanahan coming up here in just a moment. But uh, I have to address one thing. If we go back to last week, we go back to yesterday, I believe off the air, Walchuk made a comment saying we should go back to last week's segment where we made Dan Quinn the head coach and play that for G-Bag of the day, which I actually think is a really good idea. It's like worst and takes. There was like a you know a, a sort of a subtweet. He didn't look at me when he said it or identify my name, but there was a subtweeting. I was the most passionate last week when discussing McCarthy Quinn. Quinn finds out that you know we find out that Pete Carroll's gone. All of a sudden, DQ might be gone as well. What does that mean? I was the most passionate about making Dan Quinn your head coach, and for that, I'm sorry. Well, I, we appreciate you being accountable. I, I want to crank up the excuse machine and provide context and the ideas of you know the hypothetical nature that we were speaking of, but I'm not going to do that. No, you just got both sides. I'm just, okay. just going to take ownership, and I'm going to understand that what we saw out there on Sunday from the front runners was one of the most disgusting things I've witnessed in quite some time when it comes to sports, and Dan Quinn was a huge reason why. So um, I hope you guys will accept my apology. So is this like a Nelly Cruz type of development like we were just mentioning there back in Keep Him or Old Yellerum, where it went so bad you just want nothing to do with him or you think he's a bad coach? Uh, I, th- I think I, I think it's more the Nelly Cruz thing. Like I've seen too much now. Yeah. Like I know what this thing is capable Scarred, of yeah. and in terms of like the, the ultra floor of this thing could get real bad and you could have the youngest team in football carve you up in your own house for four quarters without what looks to be a single adjustment be made and uh, putting guys in positions to fail as opposed to succeeding. So I am out on Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, certainly the head coach, and once again, sorry. Uh, Now, a guy who gets it right, a guy who freaking nails it, Uh stink. We got to go to Mark Schlereth. Uh, we played this sound a couple of months ago, and he was so freaking right. He called it. We were. I was four days out getting it wrong. This dude was four months out getting it freaking right. Mark Schlereth with the best cow, uh, front runners take that you can uh, that you can have and you can find. We go back to shortly after Trey Lance becoming a Dallas Cowboy and stink himself on his podcast, reacting to it. Take it away, Mister Wright. This is why the Cowboys will never win because Jerry Jones can't help himself. I said it. It's there. You you think about Jerry Jones. You're going to go out there and you're going to make a trade for a guy without talking to anybody else in your organization. Steven Jones, your head coach, Mike McCarthy, your quarterback. Listen, I, I really don't care if you involve your quarterback in it or not. But to not involve your head coach, what does it say about your head coach? Hey, guys, I know he's your head coach, but he truly has no authority within this organization. So you don't have to listen to him. You don't have to pay attention because the buck stops with me. Your coach doesn't have the authority to fire you. Here we go. I do. Oh, they may win a bunch of regular season games because they're talented, mm-hmm. but they'll get in the playoffs and they'll sh- their helmets like they do every year. 
Wow. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. I mean, no one no one identified the front runners quite like Stink did. And the mic drop comment of the front runners will bleep in their helmets when they get to the playoffs. I mean, it's like he's Nostradamus. And and But doesn't history already tell you that? Nothing but respect for Mark Schlereth. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, it could two it, previous years, right? I mean, they really have. Okay, the so and that's and that's why Broadus, you predicted the the front runners no, would no. would lose to the Packers on Sunday. No, because I, you knew that. You know why I didn't pick the Packers? you and Mark Schlereth. You know why I didn't pick the Packers? Because I worked for the Packers, and anytime you do that, then you you catch hell from mm. this fan base. Green Bay's got a good football team. Bobby Belt, if you listen to Love of the Star, Bobby had total disrespect for the Green Bay Packers. I said, bro, you don't need you don't be need to be saying this. You don't. But the fact that I worked for both teams, I did not want to catch hell from this fan base. I'm just going to admit that. That's because fair. I worked for the Green Bay Packers. Owned a Super Bowl ring with the Green Bay Packers. Loved the Green Bay Packers. Appreciate. Should have never left the Green Bay Packers. You know? But, yeah. You, you know, you learned. We learned a valuable lesson here. But Mark's not telling me anything that I already know. This team has pooped in their helmets the last two years. They have in the playoffs. And I, I, and I think what he's never talking more so about, than, than Sunday. Jerry undermines a great leader's ability to like kind of take over an organization. And what happens is with these guys, <clears throat> the alpha energy starts flowing as they're in charge. And and the more you take away from that, the more you're handicapping your coach from getting to that kind of position where he can affect energy. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's why there's a culture yeah. problem, right? Yeah. That's why you, you can't. The coach isn't putting fear in anybody. Like yeah. I know people, and people get annoyed by this because you want to go back to the '90s. It was a long damn time ago with Jimmy Johnson. But players to this day, when they talk about Jimmy Johnson, there was a fear and there was a respect there. Yeah. Has that been the case with any coach since Jimmy Johnson? Parcells, maybe Parcells, right? Parcells. And yeah. what did Bill Parcells do? He took a five and eleven, five and eleven, five and eleven team and got the rest back in the playoffs. Damn right he did. And then with players that you also had a hand in drafting, sure. you laid a foundation for the next ten years of a team that had a chance to compete for the postseason. Yeah. But since then, like cool, you've had some good years, but ultimately the same postseason failures exist because there isn't that respect. There isn't that culture. There isn't that discipline in the locker room for your head coach. Look at what Dan Campbell's done in Detroit. That is a losing, terrible organization. Mm -hmm. They won their first playoff game in 32 years, and it's because they've all bought in to what Dan Campbell is selling and what Brad Holmes has done as a GM and them together and that unity. We don't have that. We're lacking that right now. We absolutely are, Wolchuk. And, um, you know, I don't don't think this is going to change here for the foreseeable future. You know, we can hope that uh, when a new era of Cowboys ownership is there, that maybe you'll have a somebody with the last name Jones that does want to give a coach or a GM the chance to actually be in charge. I think there's power to it. You know, I think the more responsibility and autonomy that you give them, the the better the ideas, the bolder the ideas become. Okay, well, as um, you know, as front runners fans, we already hate the Niners. We hate Kyle Shanahan, but he, uh, we're going to hate him even more after this twenty second interaction between him and a reporter. When a reporter asked him today at what point he started game planning for the Packers, did you guys get to work on the Packers? Um, and we were already in here, so you know we were doing it that day. We had mixed in a little bit earlier in the week, you know, hitting up a couple teams, but um, started really focusing on them halfway through the second quarter. Then they scored at the end of the second quarter, so I kind of did both at halftime, and then third quarter I was set on one team. By quarter number two, yeah. after Dak Prescott and the front runners had a bagel in the passing yards uh, portion of the box score for quarter number one, Kyle Shanahan was like, yep, got a pretty good idea who we're playing here, mm. and uh, that's that's pretty tough. That's pretty heartbreaking, uh, but that's just the way it goes, and that's understandable. That's a guy who knew what he was seeing. And when the front runners go down seven nothing, that's it. That's all she wrote, baby. Now uh, Adam that, Schefter that pick six was bad. Yes, yeah, I, th- I think that's where that that got me right there because all of a sudden you find a way to score that you know it's a twenty to seven game, and then maybe you can find it if you well you have to keep them from scoring with a minute left in the quarter, but maybe you can double dip that thing to get it back to 14, uh, 2014. 
but but that pick six, that's that that right there to me. I was still hoping for a historic comeback at twenty-seven to ten, uh, and then the first third down they made on that drive was like, oh boy, now we're yeah. done. That was my moment. Uh, Adam Schefter on the McAfee show. Could Bill Belichick really, actually, legitimately work out here in Dallas as a head coach of the front runners? Well, I definitely think he could work if that's what both sides wanted to happen. Uh, I don't think it would be an issue. Jerry made it work with Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells made it work with Jerry. And I think the same would be true if that was the path that Jerry decided he wanted to go down. And Bill is the greatest coach of all time. If they decide to make a change to me, he would be in play. One of the texts last night is for coming down. Oh, I'm sure Bill Bel- Bill Belichick is on Zillow right now looking for homes <laughs> in the Dallas area, right? Like that was going around during during the game last night. All right. Well, uh, you can you can connect it there. I mean, it seems like the the insiders have been hinting around the idea of, of Belichick in Dallas uh, for the last week or so. Uh, and now, obviously, it's super, super loud. So we'll see. Not sure Not sure that they're going to want to move on from McCarthy, but I think it's a no-brainer if McCarthy's not here. It's because Belichick is. Well, I, I think to me, they're also, too, this is where Jerry's hearing everybody talking about Bill Belichick and the national media and all this is going on and on and on. We've heard Jerry, like, when the Slater report came out, he was going to fire Mike Nolan. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he says, well, I can't fire this guy right now because it looked like a, the media influenced this. Mm. So, Dang you know, it. you wonder if that's, you know, Slater, Slater, it's always had, our fault. Slater had that thing dead to rights. And, and you know, and, and Jerry said, no, I'm not, I can't, you know, I can't fire this guy now. So maybe I, I hope that, I hope he's not making decisions based on what media is saying about Bill Belichick. I hope he's making decisions because he's, looking at his football team's inability to win a playoff game the last three years. Or, excuse me, uh, advance in the playoffs uh, past the divisional round the last three years. If you don't want to do Belichick because of the media, then just pivot and go for Harbaugh or Vrabel or Harbaugh. (laughs) Something needs to be done different. Something needs to be done different. Something absolutely needs to be done different after what happened to you on uh, Sunday. Yeah, I think the bigger, biggest problem as well is, and it kind of goes back to what Schlereth was talking about here at, at the start of the segment there with the audio, is that if you did get the great coach in here and he had success, yeah. how much longer could he go without being annoyed? Because we want power and control as humans. Everybody does. If you don't think yeah. you do, you're probably lying to yourself or maybe you're highly, highly passive. But almost all humans want power and control and autonomy and responsibility and a feeling of importance. And that is eating away like all coaches have this huge ego. Okay. So you're hurting his ego by taking away his importance and control and power. How long is a successful coach going to want to stick around and do that? Now, Mike McCarthy, who's willing to be like, oh, cool, you know, great. I can go through this and complain about it a little bit. But a truly great coach, you know, he will butt head so hardcore with Jerry Jones that, you know, you have a coach walking away after a repeated championship in your, in your history. You know, that's just, that should have been the, the biggest sign back in the day, you know, that this thing was going in for an unbelievably unstable ride. And that is what great coaches will do. Like Parcells, I think maybe could have had more, but it's incredibly exhausting for a guy that's accomplished that much to have to concede so much. Yeah, it's he like, needed the money. Dude, you're, you're in the Hall of Fame. Look yeah. at what you've built. You've done it. You've accomplished it. Yeah, he needed the money, though. Yeah. That's why Bill did that. And, you know, Jerry needed him for the stadium. You know, we couldn't we couldn't run Dave Campo back yeah. out there or Dave Wanstead or Butch Davis. And I'm saying if you empower Bill Parcells and make it easy on him, maybe yeah. he's like, wow, this is going great, and it's an awesome working environment. I've never felt so, you know, empowered as a head coach, and this is a great working environment. Yeah. No coach likes what Jerry does. So as soon as the guy has options, if you ever do find another really good one, he's going to be like, well, forget this. He's going to be talking to all of his buddies about how messed up it is, and his agent's going to tell him every team in the NFL wants you. What you got to know is that this is the way that Jerry operates, though. You know, and, and Sean Payton told me this one time, yeah. and he's absolutely so right. you get coaches that don't have any other options. Ah, well, I mean, I think Belichick's got options. I think, I think, I think... Jim Harbaugh has options. Oh yeah, I mean, and you know, we we've talked about the broadcast today that if Jim Harbaugh somehow got this call from the Dallas Cowboys, I think we'd be seen on ESPN mm-hmm. right now that 
Jim Harbaugh just interviewed for the Dallas Cowboys job. Mm. I, I think that's I think yeah. that's fact. Mm. But Jerry knows. Jerry knows what? Jerry knows that Jim couldn't take it. I think I think Jim I think Jim Harbaugh I think that Jim Harbaugh would is his own guy. I think Jim Harbaugh I think the thing that, that got surprised Mike McCarthy the first three years of this job was how much and we see it every day when we're out there at this at the at the stadium after a game when three people are sitting in his press conference and everybody else in the media working media is talking with Jerry. Yeah. That's when it became very real to him that nobody gives a damn what I'm saying right now after this game. You know, I think I don't think Bill. Uh, excuse me, I don't think uh, Mike knew that. I don't think Mike knew how this thing operates that way. And that's the problem. Yeah. And that's what needs to change, or else we will be doing the same damn thing every single year at this time. Yeah, it's a fascinating discussion. Like, what parts of this dysfunction are going to prevent you? Like Schlereth saying, "You'll never win anything like this." Is it that bad, Chief? Is it that bad that that dynamic? could should will stop any coach you know does a coach have to be able to stop that in its tracks that's what Schlereth believes you can bring in the greatest coach and the greatest talent and that dynamic right there of a coach not having full control of a football team would sweep the legs out from underneath you I don't know if I believe it to that extent I think it puts you behind the eight ball a little bit I think it's not ideal but I think you I think teams every champion wins in spite of something I think that's overcomable it, it, to this point, it hasn't proven to be. Uh, yeah. So it's easy to just say, yeah, that, that'll never happen. And I think we'd all be surprised if the dynamics stayed the way they are and something different actually happened when it comes to playoff and Super Bowl success. I think we'd all be surprised. Yeah, and to the 8th real, like, when do we blame the players? We, we've spent the last two days, Dak, not just good had enough. just old yellow. Mike, Micah <laughs> Parsons, dude, <laughs> where, what are you doing in the playoffs, yeah. right? The entire secondary, the entire defense was absolutely terrible. Of course, you're blaming the players, but this is a trend since 1996, and the players have changed. Mm-hmm. So we got to point out the one thing that hasn't. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very relevant. Okay, the uh, Deion Sanders audio on coaching in the NFL. Is he interested in that? On the Cowboys' loss and uh, Jerry Jones, we'll take a listen to some of that audio and we'll take a look at the biggest developing sports stories of the day coming up next here on the Expressway, the GBAC Nation. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Welcome back. It is the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. It's time now for the Expressway where we take you <clears throat> commercial free to the top. LA Live's coming up in about 15 minutes segment is brought to you by soda that's state of the art and it's brought to you by the on-time experts man we've had some great conversations today about the cowboys and where they go from here and uh i think there's so many a couple of interesting names out there and if you're jerry jones right now it's like man should i should i risk it all and go for one of these guys or should i stay with what i got that's won 12 games three seasons in a row so um I don't think he can go wrong either way. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up in about five, ten minutes. But we have some Deion Sanders audio. Salute to the boss. Uh, pulled this off of the uh, the podcast there with his former Cincinnati Reds uh, teammate, uh, Brett Boone. Uh, he was, they were you know together in, in Cincinnati. And uh, Brett was like, man, why don't you come on by the podcast? We'll talk some football. Deion was like, yeah, let's do this. So... Uh, first cut here, talking about the Cowboys' loss, Deion Sanders' uh, audio reaction uh, to uh, the Cowboys losing to the Packers. Here we go. Going to the Dallas Cowboys, I feel bad because I feel like Jerry Jones is the best owner to ever own a franchise. What he does for the players, what he 
puts into the, the fan base and how he injects life into every situation and, and gives that team and that city hope. Don't every year you feel like the Cowboys are supposed to win it because that's what Jerry Every, every year. Yeah, every year. That's how good Jerry is. So just having them uh, falter once again, that's tough. But I like to sit back with my popcorn and, and see how it plays out. Like, okay, now who's, who's going to get fired? Who's going to move? Uh, what personnel on the field? Because I can't blame that on the coaches. The players did that. They always want to blame coaches, man. And, and see, I'm thinking from a player's perspective. Right. That's players. See, now when you're a coach, you start thinking, shoot, now I'll take that responsibility. As a coach, we take that responsibility, but as a player, no, man, can't blame you, coach. Going to the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so, you know, best owner in sports, you see, you hear Dion's um, appreciation for what he does for the players injecting life into it. I think those are very important pieces to what Jerry Jones does. I think he can still do both of those things without undermining the head coach. You know, that that's that's what I would like D, uh, 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 Jerry Jones to get through his head is like, okay, the critics, maybe they, ha- they make some good points here listening to this, but also the value that he brings, nobody in their right mind would want Jerry Jones, I believe the greatest promoter in the history of sport. Yeah. To not have an active role in being a daily face, you know, yeah. I, 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 I think it should be easy for him. But the thing is, is he's got to go home at night and know in his head that he's making important football decisions. You know, if Jerry Jones had played at Arkansas, won the national championship, then committed himself to being a football man for the next 20 years, he probably would have learned enough in those 20 years after working in great organizations under coaching staffs around Hall of Famers, he would have soaked in enough knowledge to be able to attack something like that. But he didn't because he's a businessman. And he went and got his mind full of business ideas that cloud his football judgment on a daily basis around this organization. And that's, you know, that's the thing that I don't know how you hide from that. Like, how do you convince yourself I'm a football genius when you spent 20 years as a wildcatter? You know, that's, you know, more ridiculous than Deion Sanders trying to be a superintendent of a school district after committing his life to football. You know, it just it it doesn't work out. Now, he's had a lot of success. And again, I don't want him taken away from the organization. No, I want I want Jerry Jones in his last chapter of life to understand with clarity and self-awareness the things I'm doing that greatly benefit this organization and the things that are a detraction. I think he's clearly smart enough to realize those things. He's being stubborn on this, just as he was with Jimmy Johnson. Now, broke three from the Jimmy Johnson uh, toxicity. Why not this one? Yeah, I think the thing that, that Jerry, it was interesting because I think Mike wanted it things to be buttoned up when he first got here. There was a time where, where Jerry and even Steven weren't even they, they were like, well, let Mike handle that. Well, Mike, yeah, Mike will tell you that. Mike, you know, there was there was a time where Jerry was trying to not be Jerry Jones. He's been the last 30 years. Hmm. You know, he's he was trying, but he he really can't help himself that way. You know, he he wants to make sure that, you know, Jerry, I think Jerry really does appreciate media and the jobs that they do every day. Coaches are the complete opposite. Coaches want nothing to do with the media. They don't even want to talk. Mm-hmm. You see what Belichick and others, and even Harbaugh. You see the interviews with Harbaugh. Saw they, the frustration from Tomlin last night, and they're asking him questions about, uh, you know, him being, uh, you know, away from the game and all that. He's like, "Hey, great opportunity. Nobody has it better than us." You know, that's that kind of that. Coaches want nothing to do with the media. So when you have an owner or a general manager that wants to, he wants to make sure, and it's not just keeping his team in the news because he could go away and not, and not talk. No, for but much. he's carefully crafting it like a marketing message. Yeah, you know, but, there's subliminal messages coming sure. through in marketing, and Jerry is the master at crafting those on the no, fly. He absolutely and that, is. And so, if you work for him, you have to understand as a coach, yeah, that that it's going to be this way. It is. Because he yeah. did. He honestly tried when McCarthy first started not to be out in the forefront as much as he was. 
And then it was he couldn't help himself. Well, he's very media savvy. You know, yes. he's been a, a essentially an executive with the NFL Network. He studies all this stuff. Um, you know, he's and he's a broadcast talent in in some ways. Twice a week during Tex, the season, right here Tex on the Shram, show. Tex Schramm before Jerry was a media guy, was a PR guy with the Rams. Hmm. And what did he used to do? He used to bring booze out there in California to have the five o'clock club. Yeah. We're like, hey, come get drunk with me. And we'll tell stories about what's going on with the team. Yeah. Well, this is the print media and stuff. So tech, this the, the Cowboys have a history of helping media, yeah. of helping them do their job. That's how you become America's team. Yeah. and But the, the coaches, do they put up with it and stuff like that? No, because coaches hate media. Yeah. They hate it until they need a job and now they're in it. Mm-hmm. And in Jerry's mind, like being in the media so much and breaking news and being in charge, that gives him the credibility and the juice, you know, to sort of craft the message. He and can be control in, and, the yeah. message. Yes. But, it, it, you know, so in his mind, he can't walk away or give somebody that doesn't appreciate the media's ability to put your message on an echo chamber. Right. I can't right. I can't trust you. You're too boring with it. You don't yeah. like this. Yeah. You know, and he'll tell everybody that works for the organization, if you want to have this giant pie, you need to court attention at all costs. And that's what I'm doing for us. Look what McCarthy does, how he handles it, how he handles his media availability. It's got to the point where every like he does a call in mm-hmm. like on Monday. He does another call in on Friday, you know, player availability or when Mike talks is different. You know, you've got a new PR director over there that's kind of like, you know, trying to get his, uh, you know, get his influence in all these, you know, he's like, well, why are we saying this? Why are we doing that? You know, this thing's been run a long, a long time, you know, and it's a media driven thing. Uh, uh, Jerry Jones, he wants it. He wants us all to go to Oxnard. He wants us to have access to his team. Yeah. This coach doesn't. This yeah. coach doesn't want to talk about well, we're his team. free advertising. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he's awesome to listen to talk to. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no wonder you get in front of Jerry. I yeah. mean, yeah, he'll put you in a trance. They do he, national, he's an incredible person to sit and have a conversation with. They do national broadcasts with this. National okay. broadcasts talking about things he says. Okay, I, I feel like any one of these cuts could hold a 20 or 30-minute conversation. Let's see if we can get a little bit more Dion in here uh, on wanting or not wanting an NFL job. Here's primetime. Jackson, now Boulder. NFL one day is that in your is that in your future? That's not my cards. No, that's, that's, that would be tough for me to fathom. Uh, grown men making millions of dollars that don't want to play. You know how we felt about some guys yep. didn't yep. want to play baseball. Like you want to take the day off? Why? Why? That you get compensated to play baseball? Why you need a day off? I right. can never get over that with teammates. Like you got to be in there every day, all the time. And you was you was known as that gritty dude that did. Love to play the game, man, and I and I appreciated that about you. Yeah, you know that, that one's weird to me. You know, um, I just I don't understand like as a coach why it'd be such a problem to deal with guys that are making lots of money to play the game. I would say as a coach dealing with guys in their twenties, if you deal with enough of them, it's going to be your job to help them appreciate the opportunity and not just play for the money. It's just a different kind of challenge, I guess. You know. I would consider it easier, much easier, to coach guys in, in college. But still, even them, they're starting to get a lot of money. Yeah. Like, you hear some of the stories out of uh, Texas A&M and different yeah. universities yeah. that things aren't going well, and their NIL players are kind of having that same dynamic, but they're even younger we lost, and less responsible. We lost Nick Saban, one of the greatest to ever do this because of NIL money and stuff like that. He didn't want to deal with it anymore. He didn't want to deal with the coaching, uh, the commitment and all that, and he, he recruiting players, one of the greatest coaches ever, but he didn't want to deal with having the, 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 the that that whole dynamic of losing players, you know. And and he, and you know he lost some players, the transfer portal, all that. He he can wrap his hands around that. He really really couldn't. And they, it's better for him to get out and like I I you know that that stuff makes you tired. You know you have to you have to make sure. And these I think these players personally, I, I'm glad they're getting paid. I think it's only going to get worse for them, though, when they get to the NFL because they've already been paid such a – and now they expect it. And then you also learn that, well, if I don't play, it's that's no big deal. You know, what are they going to do, get rid of me? I mean, you're talking about, though, a, a, a rather large group of individuals that have risen to the top. 
You know, they're yeah. they're achievers. They're disciplined. They practiced. Yeah. You know, they they have gone twenty two years. You know, committing themselves and and living in a life that's brought them to this point. I don't I don't think it's much different than than what it is already. And for me, if I'm a coach in this situation that has enriched me to such an extent, I would be ashamed to say anything negative about a process that's finally started to pay the players. I I would be quiet and I would silently bear whatever sort of burden had been brought to me. And I definitely would not say paying the players made me retire after making $10 million a year off the labor of those players. That's a tough one for me. That's that's why we lost him, though. He's having... These coaches not only are having to recruit these kids, but they're having to recruit to keep them. Yeah, it's the portal. I think that also has a massive impact in this. Because you're right. Like I'm, I'm with you in terms of paying the players. But now, great you've, thing. Now you've got a situation where, yeah. okay, I got a guy. I've had him for two years, and something happens, and he decides, you know what? Let me transfer to Texas. It's like, well, damn. You know, that, that's another layer to this conversation that Double. For, for Saban, he didn't have to deal with. Not only NIL, but now it's a transfer portal as well. Now that can also benefit him, certainly. Yeah. But it can also hurt. No, I, I think I think I'd celebrate that. You know, like this university isn't working out great for him. I love that we have a system where he can go somewhere and start because you only get to be this age for four or five years, or maybe if yeah. you're lucky, six or seven years. If you played during a COVID era, you got these guys playing seven you, years. You 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 need to go to the university that makes the right sense for you in every way. You know, it should be about the player and not the coach. Will Rogers, that kid we were just talking about. He goes, he leaves Mississippi State, he goes to Washington, his coach leaves. What he does, he jumps right back in the portal again, you know? So, how many times you can let him do it? As many times as he wants to. Fair yeah. enough. And if he's a good enough player, there will be demand for him. Unless the university wants to sign him to a collective bargaining agreement. That's where we need to go. Yeah. yeah. There needs yeah. to be. I think it's trending need, that there way. There needs to be one, two, three-year contracts is what there needs to be. Yeah. They're, they're, they, and, and you know what? If you sign the one, two, three-year contract, for the number of years you stay, you get more money. You know, if you want to sign a one-year deal, you get less money. You know, sign two years, you get a little bit more. But your commitment to the university and the commitment to the contract allows you to get more money. You know, but if you're only going to be here for one year, I'll pay you for one year. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think definitely like some sort of a negotiation should be taking place. You know, if the university wants control of, of the player, then I think they should compensate. But right now... They, they want to control the player and not give them any money. And what they found here with the NIL system is other people are paying them, so it's still not our employee. We still have no contract. Yeah. And they have, you know, a, allowed this situation, I, I think, to become a problem. And now, finally, <clears throat> I think through the power of the Internet or whatever it might be, the kids got finally some sort of uh, uh, congressional backing, you know, seven or eight years ago. And somebody finally had the stones to stand up and say, hey, this is actually illegal to be not paying these guys who are providing you a billion-dollar industry. It's time now for LA Live. Into the pimp cup we go. Here's Lucius So, O'Bannon brothers right there, the pioneers. The O'Bannons right right there. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Are the schools paying these kids, or are they just able to get money without the schools, like, intervening too much? It's the boosters. The boosters. And the 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 boosters' business. They call it the collectives. Okay. All right. Jersey sales and stuff like that? Concessions? What, what, what are we doing? What are we talking about here? Eh? The, the, now, yeah. now, the jersey sales are different, I believe. Jersey sales, but not the concessions and things like that. Okay. But I think that the, the, the jersey sales are part of, yes. Okay. I they're getting cut in on that, too? I think they're getting cuts on that, yes. Didn't I see like a game, a video game was like, we'll give players $300 or something like that to use their likeness? Yeah. Maybe 500 500 <laughs> Caleb Williams, who makes like millions, is like, yeah. I'm good, player. I'm good here. I'm going to need some more. I'm going to need some equity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Basic said the other day, you get like five bucks to get on a baseball card. Yeah. Dang. He did say that. Yeah. Heck, you could do it for me for free. You know, I'd just be badass to be in a video game. <laughs> Would you have something on the bottom of your bat, like F face, like on the bottom? Like that? <laughs> I'll try. Oh, Billy Ripkin. <laughs> oh, Billy Ripkin. All right, let's get into LA Live right after this. Well, all right, you squares. Time you smoke. I fire up this funk. And I'll It'll make you dance with some of everything. I'm down here at Rivers Casino. <laughs> they had to pull about eight people off the ledge. That football 
is rigged to the highest degree. The NFL is going to hell. <laughs> Man, they rigging them games so bad. Fan doing them is ripping these pants off. You can't beat that shit, dog. It's a mean, cruel world. With that said, don't jump. Don't jump, Don't bro. jump. Keep it together, baby. This is L.A. Live for Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Put them foes up. Yeah, we made it to the foes. Established dominance, too, right? I Lucius? still think three every time. Yeah. It's weird. Still get you. That's why I tell you, put them foes up, bro. You see it. Toxic Tuesday. We might get into something a little toxic later. But first... Uh, if you know anything about me, every Wednesday and Saturday, I listen to a particular podcast called the Joe Button Podcast. I'm a big fan. I pay for the Patreon and everything. And uh, Saturday, while I was out there with my dogs in the field, throwing the football, uh, letting them go pick it up. It's a little styrofoam little thing. Yeah. Squeezy. They can bite into it and run. I pick it up and run. Act like I'm a running back or something. Make them chase me. So I get them a little workout in sometimes. Good workout. Yeah. But Melissa Ford, one of the co-hosts, she had a question. So I said, well, make this a question for the G-Bag Nation. It's kind of like getting to know you situation. All right. If you had a remote control and you can press pause, fast forward, or rewind any part of your life, what would it be and why? Pause, fast forward, or rewind any part of your life, what would it be and why? You have to have an answer for all three of these situations. I'll go first to show you how it goes, all right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Pause. I would have paused my 30s for sure. Most people say 20s or something like that. Mm. My 30s were lit, bro. You were having a lot of fun. I was, most of my friends were in their nightlife. Scripples. Uh, I had some uh, disposable income at the mm. time. Yeah. I had hope. <laughs> I had hope. <laughs> joy. It, yeah, that was joy. It was hope. There was a future ahead of me. I was like, man, I could do something. That's man. really just naivety. And, and yeah. <laughs> Some of, the, some of the 20s still on me. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. Rewind. I would rewind high school, 11th grade to be exact. I would start doing my homework. I wouldn't have so many damn girlfriends. That's a distraction. Mm. Uh, and I would start a lawn business because I was cutting yards like a mofo. Yeah. I should have started a lawn business and minded my business instead of being out there in the streets and, uh, you know, slowing my life down a little bit. Yeah, dude, you can stack back in the day. Mowing yeah, I should have did it. I should have did it. And then the... Uh, the fast forward, I think it'd be right now. I did a. I was like, it might be, it might be right now, bro. Let's just go. It's just yeah. not working. It's not working out. It's not working out. <laughs> but that's how it goes, people. Pause, fast forward, and rewind. I want to hear from all of these G Bag Nation members. Who's going to go first? Who's pausing what? Who's fast forwarding what? And who's rewinding what? Okay, I want to re. I want to rewind until I was um, about eight years old. And I'm not going to play soccer or basketball. Okay, I'm staying with baseball. Yeah, because yeah. I was actually good at baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got a hell of a glove too. I seen you go oh, to yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, know yeah you know what I see. What happened? I had to play too. What happened back in the day is <laughs> the parents didn't know that you should spend like a hundred bucks a week on skills and individual coaches. Yeah, right. Those were for the the uh, I, I don't know the rich kids or was that even a thing back then? But I, I would somehow recreate that. You know, because that's all I needed was to get in the cage. Mm-hmm. I could slap it the other way pretty quick. I I, I rarely struck out or walked, but I, I just couldn't barrel it up. You know, I needed a lot of work, and you know, maybe I could have gone on and played uh, like some D three college I baseball or something I like that. It. I you know, it. that would have been fun. I believe you um, could. I would I would like to pause at twenty two years old before my 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 uh, foot ligaments got all torn up. I weighed one hundred and sixty two pounds. I could dunk a volleyball. Okay. Okay. I could get up a little bit, and I was hooping like three hours a day at the YMCA across my apartments. Yeah, you was in shape, bro. I was I was making eleven hundred bucks a month, but I felt like I had money. Yeah, well, yeah. you didn't need to spend much. Yeah, yeah, rent was like three hundred. Yeah, you didn't need to spend much. Over. Yeah, but all those fish tanks, <laughs> right? Yeah, all the fish tanks. That was costing you. That was shortly after the fish tanks, actually. So I got really? rid of the fish tanks. Okay. I wouldn't have to worry about cleaning them up. <laughs> you already kicked that bad habit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, my worst problem was a horrible console TV from the 1960s. That was my TV. Oh, and uh, moving that up flights of stairs was very difficult. The oh. floor model joints? Yeah, had the butt yes. on it. Furniture right there. Yeah. And then fast forwarding, I would probably fast forward through like my the first part of my 30s. Because it was just a bad loop of waking up and drinking and doing morning drive radio. Yeah. <laughs> it was miserable. Was that beers for breakfast or whiskey? 
I, I usually, well, I mean, if you count breakfast after the show at 930, cold beer. Cold. Yeah. Gotta be cold. Yeah. Gotta be cold. Oh, man. I miss dunking a basketball, bro. <laughs> See? These kids nowadays, like, you got Instagram. You can record yourself doing all types of cool stuff. Man, if we had Instagram. That's how we can develop. I know. The hops. I could never dunk a basketball. Rewind and, Me try, neither, and try and be Me athletic neither. at all. Felt good just touching my middle yes. finger. Ooh, just, yeah. just touching that. Just, oh, dude, oh, and I would have, I would have right to like deflate the volleyball it. so I could pinch a little corner of it yeah. and get it over there. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, dude, being able to dunk. Just the fact that you were able to dunk, even if there is no proof of it, Lucius, the fact oh, that you great. know deep down in your heart that that be, happened. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge victory yeah. for guys like me and Wolchuk who never had that opportunity. Never. We had the opportunity. We just couldn't just uh, capitalize on it. Um... Okay. Uh, does anybody pause, else fast yeah. forward and rewind? Okay, pause, go ahead. Go ahead, fast Broadus. forward and rewind. Yeah, yeah, I would rewind my days as a scout. Okay. Yeah. Some of the I best times of my life. I'd pause my relationships that I was in, mm. and I would fast forward Bennett in college, just because <laughs> of I, the faster he would get out means that I can get to the lake. Yeah. So that's my and them tool. pockets, them yeah, pockets. That's too. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I. Yeah, rewind my days as a scout, pause my relationships that I was in uh, for the better or for worse, and then uh, fast forward Bennett in college. Pause, fast forward, rewind. Well, Chuck, what you got? Man, I might rewind to uh, right out of college, like 2016. I got the job at the fan. I'm still living with the homies in Denton. Rent is just dirt cheap. Eric and I are, are doing nosebleed seats, but like at the time, I'm thinking, oh my God, like this is amazing. I've made it. Now I'm, I'm making $10 yeah. an hour, but I'm barely spending any money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm working a bunch. I'm also doubling up at Chick fil A. I'm making good money over there. So I think I've got money. Realistically, I've got nothing. That's right. And everything's just like ahead of me in life. And I'm a single man. See, I think that's Double where you want to pause. Yeah. Maybe I should pause. Should I pause yeah. there? You want to sit in that little thing for a minute. Let's pause yeah. there. Okay, yeah. so you're pausing the moment that you really, really enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're rewinding to go to get a redo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You rewind oh, for the redo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. And fast forward because it was awful. Yeah. Like right now. <laughs> Every time I go home, there's dog poo there for me. My old lady, she's never seen a mess. Yeah. The dishes are stacked up like yeah. it's some type of competition. <laughs> I'm paying double what I paid last year. I'm stressed out, bro. That's right. That <laughs> the opposite of track. Anything here. That's stressful. I feel that. Yeah. I'm just going through it. You are, man. I'm going through it. Mm. That's why I sit in the bathroom for two hours in the morning. Nobody bother me, <laughs> please. Hey, I need my I need my solo time. Yeah, best times of my life are from one in the morning to five in the morning. <laughs> Nobody's around, mm. <laughs> dude. If I'm in there for ten minutes or more, I'm getting just griped at. Really? Being, I'm being told I've been well, in there for thirty, yeah, and I'm like, I got my phone. Yeah. I know. So what, I know how long it's right been. now. Maya knows. Like she's like, hey, give me my time. But when the baby comes, maybe it's different. It's mm-hmm. Like you need to hurry the hell up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I would, I would probably, I think I would have to rewind just playing, playing football and do the thing that Dawson did pivot to a different sport because football, all it's done is just ruin my body. Yeah. So like my knees and my back wouldn't hurt anymore if I would have just like been, uh, you know, tried playing basketball or tried playing baseball. I don't know if I'd have been good at it, but I know my body wouldn't hurt as bad. Could have been a bodybuilder. So, stunt double. I don't know, yeah. I don't know about Could have been yeah. a stunt double, bro. Maybe. For your I mean, boy. Yeah. man. That's right, dude. Yes. Gosh, what could have been. Jason Momoa's double. Yeah. So that would be the, the, the rewind redo for sure. But then at the same time, I want to pause being in high school and just like having no responsibilities. That was like being time. able to just hang out and just... Whatever it is, dude, the summers were actually summers. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Summers. I, in, in, in the breaks, video games. You get the winter break. You get the spring oh, break. You get to enjoy those summer, times. They're bro. fun. I mean, I might rewind just to relive that, but also actually use the soda information that I've got now and try and be a healthy person. Yeah. Just be a sex pistol. Yes, mm. you would be. I know you would yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. It'll distract you, bro. I tried it. I lived it. It'll jam you up. See, I was distracted. Your parents anyway. like, what happened to your grades? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the phone keep ringing off the hook up in here? I'd probably fast forward that the 18 months of selling cars and dealing with newborns and yeah. doing the night show. Yeah. That's probably Those 18 months, I mean, they're all a blur anyways. Yeah. You know? I would just like to fast forward to a Cowboy Super Bowl or just what we witnessed on Sunday. Just never watch that again. It's a good call. Yeah. That was the greatest feat of strength maybe the G-Bag Nation has ever seen. Yeah. All Some the days. things you did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, that was, that was a grind. 
Walchuk was grinding in the kitchen as well. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the kids. Like a real man. But yep. I was in the kitchen there at Chick-fil-A. Yes, you were. We were making a lot of <laughs> Yes, fries. you were. Well, Giving I'm, great customer service. Uh, appreciate the participation there, yeah. fellas. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, it makes you think. Yeah, it makes you think. You little learn about somebody. You know, you hear their little regrets or the things that they, their highlights of life or whatever the case may be. Uh, every weekday here on The Fan at 2.30, we can do the G-Bag of the day. If you see anything floating out there on social media, you hear it on TV, maybe another radio station. I don't care where you see it. Just get it to me, baby. At Lucky Lucius P on social media. Lucius Alexander on Facebook. That is L-U-C-I-O-U-S. Or you can follow us all at G-Bag Nation if you just go to Twitter. Right there in the bio is every one of our uh, contacts, okay? Our winner right here. It's a... Cowboys fans had an old meltdown watching Dak throw a pick six. Ron Paula here, because we've been running and we've been throwing the ball a lot. Oh, Dak! No! It's over! over! This game is over! (laughs) Cut it off, it's over! Cut it off. Hey, Eagles lost last night. Yay! Yes, they did. Yeah. At least we got that. Uh, my man Gilly, oh. the, uh, the recording artist, podcaster from Philadelphia, he was in the Eagles locker room hyping them up for some reason. That was weird. I don't know how he got in there, but that didn't work. Nope. Uh, did you hear Seth Joyner? Oh, this no. was probably podcast. Oh my gosh! Well, not probably... podcast. A uh, post game. Post game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll light him up. Hella upset. Yeah. Half the locker room room is fractured, and it's not fractured because of players. It's fractured because of a, a decision that you, as an organization, made, and you broke the defense. You took away their confidence. You took away their motivation and their belief because half the half the locker room was believing in Sean Desai. The other side was believing in Matt Patricia. And Matt Patricia didn't give them anything more than Sean Desai was giving them. And you wonder why we just watched what we, what we watched the last three weeks. Three mediocre teams took our asses out to the woodshed and beat us like we stole something. <laughs> Ridiculous, but man. As bad, bad as bad. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah, he's just cussing all on the post game show. Yeah. Uh, he's calling out these coaches. Listen to this. As a defensive player, I don't give a damn what the offense does, okay? Sean Desai, Matt Patricia, and every other lame-ass coach on the defensive side, it's up to them to get those players ready to play and do their job because they can't score any points. But to Bill's point, uh, and you're absolutely right about the defense. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by I, the way, I, if I disagree with right. you, you might slug yeah. me right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. Give me depth, son. Yeah. Why is yeah. anybody else talking on that show, dude? Seth Joyner's on fire. Yeah, he was yeah, on fire. No, he is always on fire. He was on fire. Yeah. I said Gilly yeah. was in that uh, the locker room, the Eagles locker room, trying yeah. to hype them up. It didn't work. So Gilly jumped on, uh, what is that, Instagram. I had a message for those guys. I just want to say shout out to all of all the players that I talked to yesterday who who did what they said they was going to do, Fletcher Copsack, Brandon Graham, Jalen Carter, Josh Sweat, Quez Watkins, man, it ain't personal, man. But you ain't man. You got to get the out of here, man. Hmm. Bradbury, I asked you, is you ready, man? You look me in my eyes and see if you was ready. <laughs> I didn't know what you was talking about. You was ready to go to vacation the f- is going on man <laughs> you're supposed to be f- in a late i'm done man i'm f- done man i can't believe this f- man y'all got f- baker f- mayfield baker f- mayfield he been on f- 14 f- teams in three and a half f- months y'all got this <laughs> looking like Tom Brady, fucking Roger Stallback, and fucking Joe Montana, man. F*** 
going through it i like to see when gilly yeah. gets mad man Gilly's feels mad. good because he's eagles fan yeah. Yeah. all of the good stuff dance brian also said he wants his money from gilly uh took shots at gilly i got that but i'm not gonna get to it because i'm pulling out yo we out of here i got some more stuff though you for tomorrow a cowboy song is gonna be real funny Ooh, let's go real funny it might hurt your feelings though all right lord willing the creek don't rise that's my time there he goes lucius alexander la live every night about 5 40 here in the g bag nation when we return, gentlemen, it is a Tuesday. Are we going back there? We're doing it. We got the best uh, TDs from the National Football League Super Wild Card Weekend. That's next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.